Welcome to part two of our AFC East preview. I'm Jackson Harvey. Welcome to Harvey's Huddle. I'm excited to be, I mean, we're more than halfway through our NFL previews. Of course, we've got the Hall of Fame game coming up on August 5th. Football is on the horizon. We are, we are here for it. We're getting down to crunch time in terms of the week one start. And uh, we got a few more episodes to go until we cover the entire preview for the entire league. Uh, if you haven't already checked out the first part of the AFC East preview, go check it out. I went over the New York Jets and the New England Patriots, uh, what I think their seasons are going to look like. If you haven't already, go follow me at Harvey's Huddle. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. Or on Facebook, we got a Facebook page, Harvey's Huddle. Hit me up there, message me, comment on whatever you like. Always love seeing your feedback and your questions. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of teams. So the AFC East is pretty much flip-flopped, in my opinion. It is it is the complete opposite of what it used to be. Um, we got the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills sitting on top last season. And it's going to be interesting to see how this dynamic kind of goes coming into the 2021 season. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins first of all. They finished the season 10 and 6, second in the division. They just barely missed a playoff spot, however. Uh of course, both of the wild cards went or two out of the three wild cards went to teams in the AFC North and yeah, they they weren't able to squeeze that third one out. Uh, massive turnaround in 2020 for this Dolphins team, though. They Their defense were... They're one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, it's just a fantastic football team all around, this Miami Dolphins team. Uh, offense, definitely not the focal point of the team. However, they weren't fantastic. They weren't terrible, but they, they weren't great. Flip-flopping at quarterback didn't help, in my opinion. I think they should have stuck with either... Tagovailoa or Fitzpatrick last season. However, Tagovailoa, he got a lot of starts, and there were points in the season where he wasn't playing very well, so Fitzpatrick had to go and back clean up for him. It it didn't it didn't really work very well. Fitz is gone now. You don't have Fitz anymore. You don't have that little safety blanket. You need Tagovailoa to really step up and be the guy here consistently this season, and I think that'll be one of the most important things to look out for for this Miami Dolphins team. Uh, Minicamp, it, it's looked good for uh, for Tua. Coaches are saying that he's pushing the ball downfield a lot more. Um, even a lot of, a lot of talk about, uh, I guess, the only real thing I've seen coming out of their minicamps uh, down in Miami were, was... Uh, the five interception day for Tua early on in minicamp. However, a lot of the the talk about that also fails to mention that they were playing in monsoon conditions pretty much and that the coaches, they were doing a drill apparently where the goal was to be aggressive and push the ball down the field no matter what. I... And, obviously helps out with uh, being more confident in your deep ball and, and things like that. And so that's what really turned out to be 
the cause of that five interception day at minicamp. Um, I, I know that's really the only thing I've seen out of the Dolphins camp, but I'm sure that Tua is doing quite well. I, I think he's he should be okay. Um, he's got his old friend Jalen Waddle back on the team. Of course, they were teammates down in Alabama. I think that should be a great pickup. He should do fantastic things alongside Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. That That's a wide receiver core that could be a fantastic core if it is uh, complemented by Tua's quarterback play. Uh, and it could be a scary team. It really could. However, the running game isn't really there. I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Dolphins and their ability to run the ball. Um, I think they need a better running back in the backfield. They need some more commitment to the running game maybe, but they need to figure out a way to run the ball so that everything's not just placed on your second-year quarterback here. I I really think they need to become a, a two-dimensional team. They need to be someone that can pass the ball well, run the ball well, open up the play action, um, I mean, that's the goal for most offenses, but I think they need to have that kind of turnaround with the run game going into this season. On defense, if if offense wasn't the focal point for the Dolphins, defense definitely is. Uh, 100% their strong point of the 2020 season. They were ball hawks in the secondary. They were rough and tough in the trenches. I'm confused why they let Kyle Van Noy go. I said that in my last episode as well. I don't know why they they let a guy like that go, but they did, and they'll have to deal with that accordingly. Uh, Xavier Howard, he had 10 interceptions. He was first in the league with 10 interceptions last season. He also had 20 passes defended last season. However, he has requested a trade now. I don't know if you've seen that on his Instagram. Um, he's requested a trade. He doesn't want to be in Miami anymore, which has me scratching my head a little bit, but I'm sure he has his reasons. And so it could be the end of an era with one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL leaving Miami. And I think that would be a huge mistake for the Dolphins. They they should try to sign him, try to find room somewhere to give him the money he deserves because he is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Javon Holland is apparently going to start at free safety from the depth charts that I've seen. Uh, I think he could shine in in a defense like Miami's. On defense, last season they were tied for second in terms of pass touchdowns allowed. They only allowed 21 in 16 games. That's pretty impressive. And they were tied for first in terms of interceptions on defense with 18. Uh, they have an average rush defense. I don't think they, they're they phenomenal on rush defense again, but they, they're they okay. So if, if, if this Miami Dolphins team really wants to succeed, they need to take care of their uh, running games on both sides of the ball. In terms of a record for the Dolphins, I've got them pinned at 10-7. and seven. Um, Some notes for this schedule... I have them split with Buffalo this season series. I have them winning versus Baltimore in a defensive battle, I think. I don't think it's going to be offensive for any 
any by any means unless the Ravens run all over this Dolphins defense, but I think they'll be able to win versus Baltimore, and I have them losing against the Giants, and I have Saquon Barkley running all over them. And uh, I really think that this team could be decent this season. Uh, about the same record, same amount of wins at least, just an extra loss because of the extra game for Miami. Now let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. They ended the 2020 season 13-3 and in one of the best seasons they've had in a very, very long time. Uh, they lost in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs 38-24. to A huge season for Buffalo. Will they be able to improve? Now this is an offense just like the Dolphins where I think that a running game could help them. Josh Allen made some improvements. Um, he of course, was aided by the pickup of Stefan Diggs, who their hookup was incredible. Just a, a great duo all season long. However, we need to see some MVP numbers for Josh Allen this season in order for this Bills team to take the next step. Uh, they also picked up Emmanuel Sanders off of waivers after the Saints released him. I think that's a an excellent idea for the Bills a huge downfield threat, great speed for Emmanuel Sanders. I think that'll be a great addition alongside Cole Beasley and Stefan Diggs. I, I'm really concerned about the lack of care when it comes to the running back position. Uh, they drafted three offensive linemen, however. I like, I like that. They're trying to beef up that offensive line. Singletary, he had 156 attempts all regular season for only 687 yards and only two touchdowns. In the playoffs, Singletary had 63 yards total in the three games they played, zero touchdowns, but they only ran the ball 16 times with him. He only had 16 attempts in three games. I think that's crazy. I think they need to have, just like the Dolphins, a little bit more of a balanced attack here. Uh, and be able to run the ball more effectively and be able to have more trust in running the football. How do you do that? Well, you got to wonder if Singletary really isn't the answer here at running back. You got to wonder if a Todd Gurley is something to look at off of uh, free agency. Maybe even a Chris Thompson or a Duke Johnson. All three of those players are up for grabs in uh, in free agency last time I checked, so... If they can pick up, I mean, Todd Gurley's had his injury problems lately. Chris Thompson, uh, I think his latest stint was in Jacksonville, and it wasn't very decent. Duke Johnson, Houston Texans. I I think all three of these players have a lot of upside and could possibly be a steal at the rate that you can get them for versus how much they could potentially produce with the recently beefed-up offensive line that the Bills have. Um, all in all, I'm really excited to see this offense again. I'm really excited to see Josh Allen, see the steps he's made during um, an actual training camp this season, and potentially see one of the best teams in the AFC making a playoff run. They could absolutely make a playoff run here um, and could could make it to the Super Bowl. I, I'm going to say that right now. This Bills team is one that could upset a few people and make a Super Bowl berth happen for this town of Buffalo. In terms of defense, though, huge liability in 2020 was the running defense, or 
even just the defense in general. I, I think they need to be able to t- take more control of games in the 2021 season. They need to be able to make more um, crucial plays in crucial times. Micah Hyde has to have a bigger in- influence, and uh, Tredavis White really needs to... Those two need to really insert themselves into games and make sure that they are feared when the ball's in the air. They are... Make sure the quarterbacks, they know where they are. Like, I I really think Micah Hyde and Tredavious White need to step up and be one of the more feared defensive duos in the NFL if this Buffalo Bills team wants to make that Super Bowl run. Um, other than that, I mean, I've got them a 15-2 and two record. They've got a very easy schedule. Holy cow. They play Houston, Jacksonville. They play the Jets twice. They play the Patriots twice. They play the Saints. They play the Falcons. I have them beating Tampa Bay. I have them taking a loss at Kansas City. And I have them uh, winning a close season opener against Pittsburgh in week one. So, if you've been following along, if you've listened to the other episode... Uh, I've got the Buffalo Bills in first, Miami in second, the Jets taking third, and the New England Patriots rounding out fourth place in the AFC East. Let me know what you think. Uh, Another shorter episode. I'm going to try to make these previews kind of short and sweet for you. Just give you the facts and see where we go from there. Uh, As we get closer and closer to the start of the season, I'm going to be looking at possible fantasy steals for you to take a look at. Um, And, of course, a week one preview before the opening week. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle, on Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle, or on Facebook. Harvey's Huddle is the Facebook page name. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, let me know what you think. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.